I think we can all agree that YouTube is pretty <laughs> wonderful. YouTube is the greatest, of course. This is PewDiePie, real name Felix Schellberg. He's 30 years old, has more than 100 million subscribers, and is the world's most famous YouTuber. Today we're going to review some of the finest videos and some of the finest comments left on the website. This is one of his videos, uploaded in 2017. You know me, I, I care about the little man. I care about giving shout-outs to smaller channels, giving them some hope. He's joking, of course. This PewDiePie video is really about mocking other YouTubers. And about eight minutes in, he shows a clip of a teenage boy dressed in a Superman costume. This kid is an easy target. Let's watch. Good morning. Um, I am ready for school. <laughs> no, I can't watch this. <laughs> the thing about YouTube is just there's an endless ocean of content. But only the best. The only the finest rises to the top. Just look at me. It only lasts a few seconds. But here's the interesting thing. Years before Felix Schellberg joined YouTube, that awkward boy was famous. One of the biggest YouTubers around. Now he's being mocked by PewDiePie. But who is he? And what happened to him? This is Trending from the BBC World Service. We're the podcast that brings you in-depth stories from the wide, wide world of social media. I'm Reha Kansara, and this week our editor Mike Wendling has the story of that teenage boy in that video, Dax Flame. Thanks, Reha. And yes, this is a story about YouTube fame and what happens afterwards. But ultimately, it's about what's real and what's not real online. I'll explain everything, but first, let me set the scene. I used to be extremely famous on YouTube, 16th most subscribed of all time. I first met Dax face-to-face in his small apartment in Los Angeles. It's not too far from Hollywood, but on the other hand, it kind of feels like a long way away. It's a small flat, tidy. He doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. And one of the first things I did was to ask him to read a bit from his new self-published book. It was 2007, and I was 15. A few years later, I was cast in a Warner Brothers movie called Project X, and a year after that, I acted in 21 Jump Street. I was paid $40,000 for each role. But somewhere along the way, something went wrong, my career dried up, and now I'm 27 and working as an ice cream man. Actually, the ice cream place he worked at recently shut down. Dax has long hair, which he might cut soon. He often has a look on his face that's somewhere between puzzled and extremely thoughtful. He's a little awkward. Actually... Sometimes he's a lot awkward. I mean, just listen. He's a bit uncomfortable just sitting there reading his own book. I like beautiful weather, drinking smoothies, days off, laughing, finishing exercising, and watching movies. I want a promotion at work, more free time, a new wardrobe, a new girlfriend, and eventually a movie career again. Dax grew up in Texas, in the suburbs of Dallas, and he told me that he kind of saw YouTube and the online world as a way to escape. I was 15 years old. I was very uh, wanting to connect with people and feeling unsure of myself at school. 
and um, not that cool. I wasn't that cool. Um, I don't remember exactly how I discovered YouTube, but once I discovered that people were making video blogs and like talking about their life and stuff, it just sounded appealing to me. So I started to do it and then I eventually started uploading them. My day was excellent today and um, why it was excellent? It's because, um, okay, so and let, when, when do I begin? Here's where I begin. Six period was awesome. And then I just really liked doing it, liked getting comments from people, liked having people talk about to me about my life, give me advice even. It was quite small and intimate. All of a sudden, one day, one of them went viral overnight. A certain person sent me a message saying, Hi, Dex. And there was a slew of haters. Oh, and I've got news for you. All of you, all my viewers, y'all are the ones who don't know things. That transitioned into just having so much attention on me that then a, a nice audience came along after the haters. Um, and so, uh, so, and then I just kept going. Like, it was less, like, intimate and friendly and more of, like, a crazy big thing. So why did his videos go viral? Yeah, so Dax. And by the way, that's not his real name. Yeah, I might have guessed. It's just a name he picked out because he thought it sounded cool. Anyway, his videos are just him talking about his day. Well, no, I didn't make it for her. Um, it's more of a get her attention type thing. Because, uh... He looks like a real geek. Like, um, like he says, he was never one of the cool kids. But he looks like so much of a geek, in fact, that a lot of the audience was laughing at him and so not with that's him. That's why I found that. And, um, so that's not, that's not even the best part. Just wait. Idiot. <laughs> Just kidding. But that's the thing. A large part of his popularity seems to be the result of people speculating about whether Dax was, quote-unquote, real. In other words, whether the videos were his authentic 15-year-old self or whether he was acting. How real was it? Um, I would say 100% real. YouTube is 15 years old. And you have to remember, in the early days, it was different. No huge sponsorship deals, no millionaire influencers... Even the biggest channels were still just niche entertainment outlets. It was like the Wild West. Mysteries were easier to sustain. It was this kind of crazy period where everyone was using this website that allowed you to sort of share and post videos. At the same time, no one knew what it was for or where it would go or what the business use for it was. Nowadays, Ryan Holiday is a journalist and an author of books about business and self-improvement. I met Dax Flame when I had a very different job. At the time, I was an intern at a talent agency in Hollywood. So I remember I, I just sent him a message on YouTube thinking, you know, I don't know what the business case is here, but like clearly this person is talented. Clearly they have an enormous audience. Isn't that what the entertainment business is about? Is about finding those people and bringing to them sort of resources and sort of business acumen. I saw sort of a glimmer of potential, and it seemed unlikely that anyone else was jumping on it, and so I thought I'd give it a shot. Dax Flame, this geeky kid who people thought was acting, now had a Hollywood talent agency. He had a hit YouTube channel. It seemed like he had it made.
But it didn't work out, did it? No, it didn't. It's not like he cracked under the pressure of fame. He didn't have some sort of crisis or breakdown. And we've seen some social media stars have very public meltdowns. But for Dax, it was more just like he was done doing the thing that he was known for. I did YouTube videos very intensely for like a year and a half, maybe. I think I made 150 videos in that period of time. And I was getting, for a while, maybe a million views a week or something. Um, And then... uh, And then I stopped after a while because it just felt like a lot of pressure and felt weird. What he told me in his small L.A. apartment will be familiar to a lot of people who spend a lot of time online. In a way, it felt like I was making friends and connecting with people, but then you don't stay in touch with, you know, they're not there in your room. They're just over comments. So, um, so then it's not fully satisfying and you have to go learn how to be an adult. Now for Dax, being an adult was initially more fun than is usually implied by that term. He landed some Hollywood roles. He made some good money. He met a lot of new people. He didn't have to work too hard. So I just had a perfect thing lined up. And I traveled for a while. After a while of traveling, I put out a book. And then I moved to L.A. But the acting work dried up. He tells me he went to a lot of auditions. And he says that he almost got a few big parts. Almost. Then I fell in love. And then I had a heartbreak. And then I tried to make some money through making an invention. And then... Uh, After that fell through, um, I tried to make a documentary about it and then started driving Lyft and working at a food delivery thing and then worked at an ice cream shop for the last 15 months, but they closed down a couple days ago. Now I work at a sushi place. That's very stressful, but we'll see how it goes. So Dax the YouTuber was huge. Then he had a movie career and all of that ebbed away and he's working at a sushi place. Yeah, and there's worse jobs in the world. But if you remember what I said before, it feels a long way from Hollywood. Does he realise that had he started slightly later or even just carried on making his YouTube videos, he might have been very rich by now? Oh yes, definitely. If you were the 60th most subscribed now, you would make... A, a couple million a month. Yeah. I have friends who are like that. Do you have any feeling of regret about that? I don't think so. Like if you said, do you wish you were making $2 million a month? Yeah. It's like, now I say I wish I could make $2 million pitching for the New York Mets, but clearly I can't do that. Oh. But you could, <laughs> could yeah. potentially, you had that thing. Yeah. That if the time was right, you could have made a lot of money. I think I have missed out on lots of different opportunities, but I don't spend any time thinking about that. I just think about what is going to happen next. Um, um, but maybe I regret it if I think about it, or maybe I'm not being honest with myself. I don't know. Point of fact, $2 million a month is probably an exaggeration. But the very top YouTubers still make silly amounts of money. So a million a month is not out of the question. But he still has an audience, right? How many subscribers are we talking? About 150,000. That's a decent amount. So surely he could start making YouTube videos again. He'd probably be able to make a living. 
You're right, but YouTube's very competitive these days. Top YouTubers have to produce regular output, and they're at the mercy of the site's algorithm. Dax doesn't want to have anything to do with that. He wants to make videos, he wants to act, but he doesn't want to be a YouTuber, at least not the kind of YouTuber that exists in the year 2020. You mean like the ones that make a living out of it? Yeah, careerist YouTubers. Dax is, I guess, more of what you might call an artist with his videos. He's very perfectionist. He doesn't like to put stuff out that he doesn't like. And that means that he doesn't want to churn stuff out or stick to a regular schedule. And so he comes up with other schemes to make money. When I was visiting him, Dax was trying to scrape together 450 bucks. He'd just been signed by a new agent who told him to get new headshots. And professional headshots cost money. Money he didn't really have. And so I tagged along as Dax went out to meet an inventor, a man called Amit. Now, Amit put an ad online asking for people to test out his latest creation, a chopping board that holds fruits and vegetables firmly in place with a set of metal bars. Sounds kind of random. It is kind of random. (laughs) Dax just answered the ad looking for some cash. Amit paid him $75 to test out the device. It's called Slice and Fun. And while he was testing it, on the spur of the moment, Dax shot some video on his phone and he edited it and he posted it to YouTube. So I came here today because I found the Craigslist ad for to do a focus group talking about your new invention. Uh, and that's this. Like right most here. of Dax's yeah, recent and highly sporadic videos these days, it didn't get a huge audience. Only about six and a half thousand views by the time we spoke. But Amit really liked it. He liked it so much that he was considering hiring Dax to brainstorm ideas for more videos to promote his product. It could be a side gig, it could be a huge opportunity, or it could just be some fun time with a new person, just have a nice conversation, and that's that. Um, yeah. Now, this whole thing was kind of random, but not entirely random. Dax is fascinated with inventions and inventors. In fact, he tried to invent something himself also something to do with vegetables. It was a contraption which grows vegetables indoors. It was supposed to be a series of pots with light and water controlled by a smartphone app. Uh, Yeah, so I'm going to focus on the invention, see what I can do, and I just have to have confidence that I can do something with it. If something else pops up, that's cool, but I can't control that. He called it Indoor Garden, and he raised $10,000 from his fans to try to get it off the ground. As part of the fundraising drive, he promised that he would make a documentary about his creative process. These are clips from the video you're hearing now. Who I need to talk to. I'm not letting myself think about this too much. I probably shouldn't vocalize it, but say the invention doesn't pan out. Maybe the documentary is my meal ticket then. And is indoor garden in the shops? Uh, He never got to the prototype stage. He did finish the documentary, though. And, of course, he posted it to YouTube. Dax also told me he sent it to at least a dozen film festivals, but none of them took it. And so there we were. Hello, Amit. I, I said that I knew this would be your garage because it just looked like an inventor's yeah. garage. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Amit has a background in engineering. He lives with his family in a suburban Los Angeles neighborhood, neat rows of houses on straight streets and neatly mown front yards. You might even say... It looks a bit like a movie set. His prototypes were laid out on the table in front of us. And then this is your final one. This is. Yeah, this is the final one here. 
A robotic arm put the slice and fun through its paces, and I stood and watched as Amit chatted with Dax. Yeah, like so I'm not. See, what I am is an engineer. 24 years of my life, all I've done is engineering. This is what, what I've done. But I've never interacted with people at a, at a level that you have. Right? Yeah. I mean, you have a lot of subscribers. You have a lot of people that that know you. Yeah. And I don't know how to, how to do that. I mean, I, at times, I they seem to be talking at cross-purposes. Dax wanted to know exactly what Amit wanted. Three videos? Four videos? Amit was less hung up on the output. But Dax was unsure if the spark of inspiration would strike him, so he was reluctant to commit. As we walked away under the glare of the streetlights and the local neighborhood watch volunteers, I had him sum up the encounter. It went well. I learned what he is looking for. He's looking for a sort of emotional documentary profile. And um, now I have to go home and think, can I execute that or not? Um, I have to go home and think about that and think about the money side of it and if I could make the money through that and and if I think I could do a good job because I wouldn't want to agree to help him unless I knew I could do a good job. We got in the car and I got driven back through Los Angeles by someone who could have been a multimillionaire, contemplating whether he should make a video for $450. I want to go back to that question you raised before about whether Dax's videos are real or acting. I mean... Could it be that maybe even his present-day hustling, what you saw him doing, is acting? What did you think? Well, let me say this. The mystery of the early days is definitely part of his appeal. I put it to Ryan Holiday, the guy who signed him to a talent contract, that those video blogs, which went so viral 12 years ago, could be real. In other words, just the authentic Dax as a teenage kid messing around online. Maybe. I mean, there's a video... (laughs) There's a video, I think it's one of the great performance pieces of all time. It's like 30 seconds long. He covers his face in scotch tape, and then he rips the scotch tape off. (laughs) Oh, God. It was like he thought it would be funny and didn't realize how horrifically painful it would be, and there's this sort of look of, of, like, horror and surprise. Oh, this supposed to hurt. I take it off. I didn't, real, I didn't think of taking it off on camera. It's either the most brilliant acting or it is the most ridiculous person. When people say it's a character, I reject that because then it implies that the things I say happened didn't happen. I just came out and asked him, are you acting? Over the years, there's always been a debate around my channel, I was always um, reluctant to talk about it because at first I just felt like I didn't understand what they were talking about. And then once I understood, I was just, I noticed that mystery also does uh, feed into, I think people find that entertaining, a mystery element. Uh, um Definitely, once I started to get attention on me and stuff, I would, like, exaggerate. Once you start to notice what gets attention, you might lean into that more. If you go to fan groups devoted to Dax Online, and there are still a few out there on Reddit and elsewhere, it's not long before you find comparisons between him and a comedian named Andy Kaufman. Kaufman died more than 30 years ago, but you can find old clips of him on, guess where? 
Where? YouTube, of course. You know, look, I'm from Hollywood. That's where we make movies and TV shows. I take taxi in Hollywood. I make movies in Hollywood, okay? I'm not from down here in Memphis, Tennessee, okay? I'm from Hollywood, and I want to have the respect that I deserve. When I come here... Kaufman played bizarre characters of his own invention. How you doing? All right. Nice to see everybody out here. Everybody feeling good? All right. Your eyes just came back uh, from East. Let me tell you something. It was so uh, cold there. How cold was was it? I don't ask you. I didn't ask you. Can we start this again? I, I didn't ask you. He strained the audience's credulity. He often left them wondering where the character ended and where Andy Kaufman began. So get to the point, Mike. Real or acting? Well, ultimately, I believe him. You think he was real? In at least one important sense of that word, yes, definitely. Now, let me explain. On one of our last days in L.A., I asked Dax to go on a hike. He likes hiking, but our walk wasn't spontaneous. It was planned. You might even say staged for the benefit of the BBC World Service. But it was still real. As we stood and looked out over the city, I read out something that a fan of Dax had written on Reddit just days before. So this is from eight days ago on the Dax Flame subreddit, and it was posted by a user, DillyBar23, and the title is Evidence Dax Flame is Acting, and there's a link. At the very end of this video, Dax picks up a chair and is about to smash it into the wall. Right before it hits, the video is turned off. This is very clearly done just for comedy. There's no other reason why the video should be cut like that. Yeah, I would imagine that I cut it there to uh, be provocative. Um, but I wouldn't, uh, it definitely wasn't acting. What do you think when you see people write stuff like that? Um, I thought I was having as you were reading that is, um, how much do they actually care? Because if I went and read all the comments that are written about me, I would think, oh, wow, people care a lot about this stuff. But the thing is, that might just be a person who just casually went on the internet one day, saw one thing, had a thought, and left a comment, and then... It was two seconds of their life. Uh, But when I was younger, maybe I thought that it was more important than that. So, yeah, I I think you just learn more about the world as you get older. Dax Flame is not a millionaire, even though when he was less than 20 years old, he had that within his grasp. But he's not particularly upset about it. He's got that job at the sushi place, and he's got an agent. He's got opportunities. He's looking ahead. I feel good and positive about the future. I have no stresses about finding a job. I have a good job. I have a good apartment. And um, I love L.A. And uh, I can do anything I want now, um, now that I have the job figured out. So maybe I'll start dating and hanging out with people more and stop stressing about money and uh, do some fun things, come up with a fun, creative thing to do. So I feel good about the future. Reha, to tie up the loose ends... Go ahead. Well, in the end, Dax decided to make that video for Amit. He's getting the money for those headshots. I messaged him last week. He's still working at the sushi place, and he says it's going well. He's hoping that pretty soon he'll get some auditions. And every once in a while, he still posts a video to YouTube. 
That's it for this edition of BBC Trending. Let us know what you thought, leave me a rating or a review wherever you get your podcasts from. Thanks to Sarah Jackson, who helps with production, and to James Stewart, who went with Mike to Hollywood. And also to Kimberly Rowell and the rest of our colleagues at BBC Stories. They're making a video about Dax and it will be up very soon. You can follow Trending on our social media accounts, which you can easily find online. But if you prefer a more personal touch, email me at reha.kansara, that's R-E-H-A dot K-A-N-S-A-R-A at bbc.co.uk. Let me know if you think Dax is real, an actor, or something in between. Thanks very much for listening. And don't forget, leave us a rating and a review. We'll be back in your feed next week. Until then, here's another podcast you might like from the BBC World Service. Last year, the BBC World Service told the story of the first moon landing. That's one small step for man. We did it. We did it. And now, 13 Minutes to the Moon returns with the real story of Apollo 13, a dramatic rescue mission from the depths of space. Okay, Houston, we've had a problem here. We're not going to the moon anymore. We're going to just be damn lucky to get home. 13 Minutes to the Moon, Season 2, coming soon. Search for 13 Minutes to the Moon to hear more. I have a secret. I wore the wrong foundation for years. Then I discovered Il Maquillage, the boldest new brand in beauty. With 20,000 five-star reviews and 50 shades of flawless coverage, their Woke Up Like This foundation is a bestseller for a reason. It's tough buying foundation online, but their Power Match quiz matched me perfectly. And with Try Before You Buy, you can try your shade free for 14 days. Take the quiz at ilmakiage.com slash quiz. That's I-L-M-A-K-I-A-G-E dot com slash quiz.